from the Three Story Method Podcast Network. This is the Serial Fiction Show. I'm Christine Daigle. And I'm J.P. Reinbush. Welcome to the Reader's Serial Fiction Show. Today, we've got a paranormal detective story by P. Stormcrow called The Stranger Files. As Finley Reed takes on her new role as a field agent in the Aberrant Control Division, she discovers the job is nothing like advertised. Now, if she wants to survive her first cases, she'll need to suspend her disbelief and learn the ropes from her new partner, Damian Jackson, because witches, ghosts, and magic-using mercs are just the beginning. E. Stormcrow is an award-winning author of paranormal and contemporary romances with high heat and often with sprinklings of power dynamics. Fierce women and sensitive men fill her stories while she examines social norms and challenges conventional tropes of the genre. Born in Hong Kong and raised in Canada, she enjoys writing about both cultures. In addition to being an author, she's also a techie, a graphic designer, a mother, a lover, a fighter, and a little bit of everything else in between. When she's not typing away madly on her phone and running into polls, she enjoys copious amounts of tea, way too many sugary treats, and as many sci-fi, fantasy, paranormal TV shows as she can sneak in time to watch. And now, a sample of The Stranger Files, Episode 1. New place, new life. Finley stared around at all the boxes littering the tiny space that was her apartment. At least she no longer had to spare that asshole another thought. I love you, but I'm just not in love with you anymore. Fuck off. It was a good thing she'd prioritized unpacking the coffee maker. She stood leaning against the counter that separated the kitchen from the rest of the living space mug in hand. If you loved me, you wouldn't have cheated on me, dickhead. That was how it started, wasn't it? Her life came tumbling down like blocks after he left and accused her of cheating. Oh, never outright, just in private to all their friends and his family. She thought the whispers and looks were because of the divorce. Yeah, no. And then this damn transfer, a promotion, they called it, from desk jockey to field agent. Promotion, my ass. She took another sip and eyed the rum. Mid-shelf stuff. Ah, fuck it. She set her mug down, grabbed the bottle, unscrewed it, and poured a healthy amount into her cup, watching the black swallow the caramel. So you're going to be a stranger. I'll come back to visit. I know, kiddo. I mean the department you're transferring to. That's their nickname. Oh. As a retired federal agent, Dad still had his finger on the pulse of the community, which meant this new organization had a reputation. Great. At least stranger was better than weirdo. Nonetheless, it was a far cry from the desk job as an intelligence analyst. When she asked for field work after acing all her training, this was not what she had in mind. Just because she had called her boss's boss out for being a sleazy scumbag after he got too handsy at the Christmas party, 
Her gaze strayed to the ugly-ass clock on the wall the previous owner had left behind. Oh, shit! She downed her alcohol-infused coffee in one go, grabbed her jacket and things, and ran out. The building was old and the tenants questionable, but she couldn't take any risk with her new salary. It didn't stop her, though, from swearing under her breath as she flew down the three flights of stairs and out the back exit to her car, a nondescript two-door hatchback that had seen better days. She had traded her beautiful, gleaming Tesla for it. How high could someone fucking fall? The gloom stayed with her as she drove to her new office. No fancy building. Instead, she pulled into the half-abandoned warehouse district and slowed, keeping an eye out until she found it. A tall, wired fence surrounded the compound, but nothing gave a hint to it being government property. An empty security booth stood beside the gate, and she drove up to it, surprised that it was unmanned. But as she lowered her window, she spied a speakerphone with what looked like a camera lens with a film of the grease on top. Below, a button set next to a keypad winked at her beneath layers of dirt, so she pressed it and waited. Nothing. 3266 Productive Avenue, Finn muttered under her breath. Did she get the address wrong somehow? Who the hell leaves their base of operations wide open? What was she missing? Silence answered her question, and she swore a tumbleweed rolled in front of her car. The air grew still and heavy as storm clouds threatened rain. A cackle had her jump out of her skin. She slapped the steering wheel. Jesus fucking Christ. Name and business, a robotic voice demanded ignoring her outburst. Finn took a deep breath to rein back her temper. <sighs> Agent Finley Reed reporting in. She grabbed the badge she had tossed onto the passenger seat and held it up, though she doubted if anyone could see through the layers of buildup on the camera lens. Again, silence. Then the air before her, seemed to shimmer before the speaker burst into life with a bout of static. The barricade lifted. Park behind the building. That was all. Finn let out a breath and pulled the car forward. The drive was short, going just shy of the street limit for a regular road, but no one was looking, and judging by the old junkers that littered the so-called parking lot, no one would look for quite a while. At least the tiny hatchback she was driving would fit right in. By the time she stood in front of the building's back door, a clean yet scarred flimsy metal door with a worn keypad, any shred of hope she clung to dissipated. Not just because this was such a far cry to the shiny state-of-the-art building she used to work in, but that no one had ever given her a code. How the fuck was she getting in? But she wasn't an agent for nothing. Unfazed, she peered at the pad closer. Dust covered every part except for the key with six on it. It couldn't be that easy. Can it? She exhaled once more and extended her forefinger to hit the six. One more time. And then again. 
The door cracked open with a click. She shook her head. Okay. She straightened her jacket. Okay, here we go. She grabbed the handle and entered. Into an empty, abandoned warehouse. This has got to be a joke. A newbie initiation. Finn pursed her lips in a thin line and set her hands on her hips. Wait, uh, hold on, someone spoke out of nowhere. She put both fists in the air on pure instinct and spun around, searching for the source, but found nothing. Okay, go outside, close it, and try again. What? Finn didn't reply, but did as the voice asked, closing the door behind her. She leaned her back against it, rubbed her face, and let out a long sigh before she reached for the keypad. Oh, don't worry about the three sixes. It doesn't actually work. Just open it, the ghostly female instructed again. Of course it didn't. She grabbed the handle and yanked on the door. No wonder sight greeted her eyes, not even a cubicle farm. It was the same warehouse space, but this time filled with mismatched folding tables and chairs, boxes piled high, and filing cabinets, vintage only by the age they were showing. Typewriters shared spaces with other equipment she didn't recognize while people bustled about. Wait, was that a rotary phone? She must have poured way more rum into her coffee than she thought. Agent Reed! It was that same voice from before, minus the distortions, and Finn turned to face the speaker in the flesh. Hi, I'm Olivia, Olivia Ainsworth. A girl, around 16, with pink hair and pigtails, stuck her hand out at her. Clad in a floral sundress, flats, and a leather jacket, she looked as though she belonged more at high school than any federal agency. This girl works here? Finn smoothed her expression over to something more professional and took the lead. Good morning. Agent Ainsworth grinned and shook her hand with such enthusiasm Finn wasn't sure if she was ever going to let go. Her doubts must have shown on her face, though, as the girl stared down and released her with haste. Sorry, it's just we don't get a lot of newbies. Olivia, someone yelled from the other side of the cavernous room. Whoops, gotta run. Agent Jackson, your new partner, he's over there, the tall one. You can't miss him. Oh, and briefings in 15. Ainsworth caught her breath and beamed at her. Welcome to the Aberrant Control Division. What does aberrant even mean? Finn muttered but Agent Ainsworth had already left. Stifling another sigh, she swept her gaze across until it met her new partners, because he was tall, a head higher than everyone else, with a lazy, charming smile on his pouty lips, framed by a five o'clock shadow, paired with sparkling baby blues. But his trimmed figure, sporting shirt not tucked in, and an upturned collar, along his casual but graceful stance, made him look more like a model than an agent. The other woman chatting with him patted him on the arm and walked away. Finn cleared her throat and strove over to him. So, JP, 
Let's talk about Pro Writing Aid. And as they say on their website, it is the secret to polished and professional writing. As writers, we make the same mistakes. You use Pro Writing Aid, you can get clear, easy steps to improve your writing so you can share your ideas with confidence. Whether you're doing creative writing, business writing, academic writing, just composing an email and you want to sound smart, Pro Writing Aid will help you. And 100%. there's something new. What is it, JP? So Atticus, which is a wonderful program uh, that includes book formatting and it is developing aspects for writers so that it can basically be a one-stop shop for writers, has an integration with ProWritingAid now. Uh, so we've mentioned before that ProWritingAid has a lot of integrations with you know Google Docs and uh, Microsoft Word and now Atticus, which just makes... Uh, one, it makes that tool Atticus really uh, shiny and nice for authors that are looking for a one-stop place. But it's just the fact that ProWriting Aid can integrate with so many programs so that you're able to use this sort of last line defense before handing it off to someone. Um, it just makes it so much easier. I love using ProWriting Aid because then I don't have people that are editing it looking for simple mistakes that I can find using pro writing it that I can learn from. And instead they're looking at the deeper content and they're able to notate that. Um, so I just find pro writing it so nice. So I love it when I hear a new integration has happened. Absolutely. Check out pro writing aid. It will help you be a better writer. ProWritingAid.com. Use our discount code serial 20. So JP, let's talk about later press. So LaterPress is a platform built to help authors uh, declare their independence. It lets authors create digital books and sell them directly to their readers through their own branded website. And there are new things uh, coming to the platform every day in terms of discoverability and new features. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So I actually, I put nerds on LaterPress and it was a really easy and really fast uh, process, which was pretty cool. And one of the cool things was you can put a collection and then you can put your, uh, like we put nerds in the collection uh, so that ideally if we do any spinoffs or if we do any like season two or like specifying those pieces, you can put those books in the collection, which yeah. is really nice. And it's a really nice way of like hierarchical, hierarchical uh, pieces to it, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it basically gives you your own website. Ours is nrds.laterpress.com. And you just direct your readers straight there and they see nerds. It, it doesn't get blocked by anything else. There are no ads in the way. There are no, like nothing. It's just straight up nerds content for your readers to get straight to reading, uh, which is uh, different than some other platforms, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and I did the same thing, um, although I uploaded... Uh, all of my books to a collection just so I had one place, you know, to, to direct mm-hmm. readers. And so I have Molecule Thief, Dark is Away, and the Steampunk Emerald Key is up there. So it's one link. People can see all your books and you can order them whatever way you want, uh, you know, or your yeah. cereals. You can put cereals up as well. And uh, yeah, and you can do it on a subscription model or pay per book. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, which was a, a really cool... Yeah. yeah, the pricing thing was pretty cool. Figuring out uh, either doing per book or some type of a subscription model uh, just to kind of give your readers different abilities to uh, support you. Because some people really like the, you know, it's basically like a Patreon, but yep. 
you just get content to read. Yep. And the cut is just 5%. Yeah. So test it out. Try it out. Yep. Laterpress.com. See you later, press. All right. So we have a new life, a new apartment, and a new job dealing with the weird and paranormal and a hot new partner. What inspired you to write this serial? Um, I think it started because I've, I've wanted to do something different on my Patreon that was a little bit more to do with a uh, kind of a, a TV kind of format. Um, I only later realized that I actually have a deep love for uh, paranormal cop shows <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know lucifer uh, way back to x files but of course um also like even like the non-parallel like castle you know um and i wanted to kind of explore that kind of dynamic but i wanted to marry it with sort of uh try it with a different uh written format um and see how that how that went because i think you can go deeper with the written format Mm-hmm. So you just mentioned there a couple of those paranormal cop TV shows that you like. And I'm curious, what draws you to uh, that kind of storytelling? What What's your interest there? Um, I think uh, I'm a big fan of lore um, and world building. And to me, uh, that is is so much fun when you get to world build, but then you get to also explore um, the depth of people personalities and characters through that lore. Um, One of the things I enjoyed the most about the uh, Lucifer, the show was that you actually really get deep into why he is the way he is and how it integrated with existing lore. And uh, to me, that, that is just such a fun thing to play with. Um, And I, I, I really enjoy world building when it came to the stranger files. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm a big Lucifer fan too. And I just love the way that they made the devil sympathetic. (laughs) That was beautiful. (laughs) So with your own characters, which character are you excited for readers to read about and why? Oh, um, so I love uh, Finley, the main character, because she is a hot mess. Um, she is, uh, she's an agent. She's wanted to, you know, get out in the field. She's highly intelligent. She's kind of a hacker, but not in the traditional like TV depict sense, but in the like more social hacking kind of sense, which is really a bit more realistic take of, of how kind of like hacking works in a way or intelligence officers work in a way. And, um, I'm really excited to have her who's this like very scientific technical person thrust it into this world that defies logic and yet she's trying to figure out what's the logical rules around it even though it's a whole new ball game so kind of setting taking that person and putting him completely fish out of water absolutely uh i'm also curious what's one thing about this serial that you want listeners to know or to be excited about so um what I'm really excited about is weaving the stories together. So the, the, the way the serial structure is that there are episodes. Each episode is actually about 10 chapters long. Um, so each week is a chapter that comes out and then it ties an episode ties together kind of as you would see in like a 30 or 45 minute show 
like an episode, but like a TV show, which you don't get to do as much in books, um, is that you start seeing how these episodes and these random events actually all tie together and work into a bigger arc. So structuring it more like a TV show has uh, actually given me a lot of space to play with that sort of, oh, character that like was like a minor character might pop up later and have a way more prominent role later on. Um, and that's something I really enjoy. I also really enjoy that I have a lot more space um, and a lot more time to develop the characters and develop their relationships over time um, and, and expose slowly kind of peel back the layers towards some of their background, their history and their vulnerabilities um, and their own insecurities. Excellent. So mm. I'm curious um, when you have paranormal stories and police stories, there are a lot of different tropes. Um, do you have a favorite trope in either of those genres? <laughs> um, oh, that's a, so I think probably the dynamic I'm really enjoying playing is that um, you've got the serious partner and then you've got the the one that doesn't care and the one that's like mm -hmm. super careless and like fly by seat of pants. And I really enjoy playing those two against each other. So if you think about kind of like, you know, um, back to Lucifer, you know, the, the Chloe Decker and the Lucifer dynamic or you, in castle where you've got the Beck kid and the castle dynamic. Um, it's that trope that I really enjoy playing, but then set in this really kind of um, different circumstance where this time, it's the guy that is a little more careless that is the incumbent. He's the one that's been there a long time. So it's kind of almost a bit of a reverse in that sense. Mm -hmm. So I see there, that's that's one way in which you, you challenge those tropes of the things that you're used to mm -hmm. watching. And I'm curious, uh, how do you approach uh, those sorts of storytelling tropes or societal norms and maybe turn it on mm -hmm. its head in this serial? Yeah. Um, so my background is actually in romance and in erotic romance. And I, I really enjoy um, trying to figure out what are the things that are typical in, in the genre and typical in those genres and kind of flip them around. So um, in, in the story, for example, you know, Finn's the Finn's the hot mess, you know, she's the one with a relationship that had completely crashed and burned, um, even though, you know, she's the one that's super serious. She's the one that, like, do we do things by the book? Like, what do we do? And then you've got this really, like, cavalier, really kind of, like, whatever, you know, like, short, hardly buttoned up kind of guy. And he's actually the one with this really kind of sad, tragic love story behind himself um and playing with the how that makes a person vulnerable how the moments in their past leads up to building their personality and using that character driven kind of way to turn the tropes around and explore how that changes the dynamic and changes how they react to these crazy situations they're put into i love that so you mentioned that you write a lot of spicy books. How spicy <laughs> does this cereal get or does it? <laughs> so um, I've actually, what I've done is I've split it uh, in my Patreon so that people can just get 
the pure like um like cop you know sci-fi there's a bit there's romance definitely but it gets pretty and then there's like i've done one super spicy episode and it kind of like like for the ones that subscribe to the spices of their life oh so he's like that (laughs) but but our main characters have still yet to hook up so um playing with that and building that up has been a lot of fun so that's really fun to kind of have that extra tier level for those people Mm -hmm. that are interested in it but not having it impact the story um uh, you mentioned earlier uh lots of world building and i'm curious what kind of research went into this serial Oh my God. So um, I I have a running joke that for all the books and a lot of writers go through this, we're probably on some weird FBI like want like watch list by now with the stuff we Google. (laughs) (laughs) um, So I do a lot of research on how FBI is actually structured um and 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 what are the different divisions because even though you know this is a fictional division i wanted to make sure it was nested in reality in some way like i'm big marvel fans like asian agents of shield how do they interact with the rest of the bureaus and things like that and what the structure is um so there's a lot of kind of police procedural um fbi research all the way down to what are typical weapons they carry you know um glocks versus you know how their their holsters are done um what is the code and then there's the weird stuff like um recently i kind of dived deep into uh lovecraftian (laughs) uh, research um i i've done kind of um everything from kind of like uh, almost like pseudo physics and how that how how some of that can impact um what are some of the common even like theories that i lean on um more towards paranormal investigation things like that so it's a quite a wide range of um of of research i've done for this oh i love that that sounds like a lot of fun (laughs) i like researching (laughs) researching is fun Mm -hmm. so i'm curious you have this on patreon what does audience um, participation in the story look like for you there? Do you get uh, feedback or interaction? Yeah, so um, I do get uh, uh, comments from people on that, and I, I do really enjoy reading comments and replying back. Um, I also have it linked to a Discord, so um, we'll, we'll chat about it occasionally. You know, the spicy episode got definitely got some, you know, we have a spicy channel. It's like, whoo! You know, um, so the, it's it's great feedback for me. I, as a writer, also thrive on that feedback. I love interacting with readers, um, so it's it's fun for me to see all the comments and see people react to to episodes. That's really fun. Uh, is there anything you haven't explored yet that you plan to or want to, either in this serial or with other works? So I have uh, so many loose storylines an arcs planned for this i'm just like i'm just wrapping up season one and i'm like half of the stuff is not going to be um uh, uh, wrapped up in any way so i'm already kind of plotting season two um i really want to explore um through this serial the idea of uh something that my grade 11 teacher uh imparted me was that uh, humans are don't fear the unknown because if it's unknown, you don't know at all. 
Humans fear the partially known, right? <laughs> you know just enough to be dangerous. And this is kind of what happens through the series is like people are playing with forces that they don't know enough about. And you've got even government officials, you know, trying to do the right thing, but just not knowing enough and the consequences of that. Um, so diving into that stuff um, is is uh, very like a, a interest to me and the consequences of that. Um, and then also just kind of exploring different relationships, um, not just romantic wise, but also what does it mean uh, to be part of certain communities? Um, and what does it mean to for your past relations to come back and kind of haunt your current ones? It's a pretty common theme in a lot of my books in other areas. And I want to explore more different pairings, um, but it's something that I, I um, enjoy a lot writing and want to do more of and ex put them in different situations uh, to explore that further. Awesome. Really that sounds fun. fantastic. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have a question I have to ask. Have you run into any polls lately? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have to tell yes. me about this running into polls thing. What is this about? <laughs> so I, uh, one of the things I used to do, so I work full time um, in an, another job and I commute on transit. And it's actually with young kids and everything. That's the sacred time for writing. And so I am literally with my phone in my hand, staring at my screen, walking from station to station. And just you know, typing. And sometimes I've got my headphones on, and the number of times I like, right, I'm that person everyone hates. You know, <laughs> running into people. Like I've snagged my keys on like the turnstile. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know, I like walk literally into into walls and poles to <laughs> miss my mark. And uh, yeah, so yes, I think uh, my latest encounter has been with one of those turn turn still turn thingies <laughs> where I'm just kind of overshot my 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 walking. <laughs> I, yeah, I, mean, it, I think people just don't realize like what a hazardous profession writing is. <laughs> it's very hazardous. Uh, man, well, uh, interesting. But as a final question, I am curious, what do you like most about writing serial fiction? Oh, um, to me, it's the, it's a couple things. It's a different format, being able to structure it um, like, like a TV series you have the time to develop the characters are not as restricted. Um, but also I like the instant feedback. I like publishing and then having people give me feedback. And I like seeing their excitement over what's going to happen next. And you don't get that as an author where you're like, you know, as fast of a writer, you can be you sit there for a month or two and it's like, you're writing this, but you're not getting that feedback as instantaneously. And so for me, that's what uh, serial fiction really kind of provides and helps me, motivate me to keep writing. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Our thanks today to P. Stormcrow for letting us share their episode. If you liked it, you can read The Stranger Files on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. And that's, and a, that's wrap. a wrap.
have you okay do you like coffee yes okay i friggin love this thing and i've had it i had it a couple years ago when it was super weird and fringe um but now it's becoming more popular i know i'm a hipster it's called an espresso tonic and one never in your life order espresso with tonic water period it's disgusting and i had it at some place and i can't believe they even put that on the menu because it was gross but two <laughs> um when made properly uh one place that i have it's espresso um orange simple syrup or like orange bitters and then a simple syrup and tonic water oh my gosh it's like um it's the equivalent to that like summer shandy beer where it has that like lemonade and beer thing. So you mean you, like, an abomination. Continue. Okay. Um, <laughs> one <laughs> silence fiend. <laughs> it's, it's weird because it, it's almost like uh, drinking a like summery refreshing drink instead of that. coffee. I but it has that. coffee and it's really freaking good. Where do I get it? You have to come visit me because it is at a specific local store. Okay, I'm coming. I'm getting in my car right now. I'll be there in five hours. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows I'm from Rockford. If you're going to put this somewhere, it's the Norwegian <laughs> in Rockford. It's amazing. Okay. <laughs> How do you know that this ends up in outtakes? Usually not. How long does you it take for me? You know I listen to the episode. 